0: Hey friend, welcome back to Becoming. My name is Nick Slater. On today's show, a very funny Kiwi, Louisa Daldin. You've probably heard her podcast, We Mean Well, which she records with Jarch. Or maybe you've seen her on TikTok, but Lou is hilarious and unapologetically authentic. But there's also a deep side to Lou, which doesn't always come through in her content. And in this chat, we learn about some of the tools she uses to fend off anxiety in her life. But don't worry, if you are a fan of her show, I'll also quiz her on what it's really like working with Judge. This episode blends laughs with self-improvement, and if that's what you appreciate in podcast, feel free to chuck it a subscribe. But for now, enjoy the belly laughs and occasional snort with the lovely Louisa Daldin. Thanks for coming on the pod.
1: Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: For you to fit this in your busy beach schedule?
1: Oh, it's been absolutely flat out today <laughs> at Camp Cove, you know, in between slushies, swims.
0: You're a busy girl. You've given me a very specific no. one-hour time <laughs> slot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're okay to push it to 6.15. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. You can have an extra 15 minutes. Just later. to
0: allow for the, that glass of water, right? Just
1: this glass of water, a little bit of chit-chat before we started.
0: How are you finding the, the heat besides tanning it up at Camp Cove?
1: It's actually too hot. I think, like, prime condition is, like, 28 to 30. Mm. Anything over 30 is just fucked.
0: I was at the beach yesterday and there's thousand people in your very close vicinity mm-hmm. to the point where it's a little bit stressful.
1: Also, us living in the eastern suburbs, everyone knows everyone. If you're saying something inappropriate or something about someone or, like, a comment that you wouldn't want over her that you just tell a friend... There's bound to be a Bruce next door who knows so-and-so who knows you and then everyone knows.
0: Someone's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Someone's always listening.
0: You sent me a message before this asking if there was any prep you could do. do you, is this like the least prepped you've ever been for a podcast?
1: I kind of like it like this more. Where yeah. It's just like, I don't, I don't know, we'll just see what happens. We could go off on a tangent on nothing.
0: Do you prep for yours?
1: Well, everyone always asks us. <laughs> it's like we have our set segments that we do. So, like, we've got, like, Hinge Notes, Red Light, Green Light, Movie plot, like, all these kind of things, the Mm. Bedwetters Hotline, which is great. But Jarch and I do say that we could honestly go and just sit in there with, like, nothing planned. Yeah. And then it would just flow.
0: Yeah, because 80% is just banter. And then those sort of segments come in towards the end.
1: Yeah. Because that's – when we first started the potty, we were very much like started it and probably spoke just a little bit of chit-chat for about five minutes at the start of the podcast. Then we'd be like, right, let's get into it. And it would be probably four segments and the Bedwetters hotline at the end. Yeah, okay. And then now that we're like a year in, we just talk shit for the first 40 minutes. And then it's like 20 minutes of segments and the Bedwetters hotline.
0: It's very good. If you haven't listened to it, it's called We Mean Well. And I went back and listened to the first episode and just 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 to compare, you know, because
1: I haven't even done that. Tell you, me your thoughts. You,
0: you guys have the best chemistry, and there is <laughs> that's present in that first episode yeah. as well. It's like it was clearly. Out of the, the gate, you yeah. guys got a long one. Where does that come from?
1: Out the gate? Out the gate. I honestly do not know. I've seen that since I was like 18. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's out the gate.
0: No, no, I mean where does the <laughs> where does oh. the chemistry come from? Oh, I think you mean out the
1: gate. Out the gate. That phrase. Do yeah, you say was, that as well? I
0: just use that myself.
1: Oh, my God, I always say that. I've never met anyone who says out the gate.
0: Oh, I thought it was like a, a big Queensland thing.
1: Oh, maybe it is. Nah. You're a Kiwi. And I... I was about to say, oh, no, I've been I was like, I've been using it for five years, though, because I've been in Australia. I'm like, no, I'm way older than 18, five. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> 29. Fast
0: maths. <laughs> um, let's, let's blame that on the heat.
1: The, I don't know. the chemi- Like, we just started doing TikToks together. Yeah. And then from doing that, we just became, like, really good mates. Like, we'd go to the pub together and then we'd go to the um, Eliane Stadium. And then we were just – he wanted to do a potty, I wanted to do a potty, and we were like, we'll give it a go. And we just did like three trial ones that we didn't – that didn't go to air. And then we did – actually, I think that one you listened to was a mashup of the pilots that we did.
0: Oh, okay. Like the three
1: that we did. Right, So I don't right. think they were from one day. Most people would probably do a few trial ones and then be like, oh, whatever. But we were just like – we did the trial ones in about two weeks and then we were like, fuck it, let's go live. See yeah, let's just
0: go. Yeah. And I think it, that's a thing with podcasts because in those early days you're not going to have that many listeners. So yeah. just put it up. Put it up and well, work on it.
1: That was sort of where we were at. We were like, you know, if in two years' time it's going great, we'd be so stoked. But the the growth of it is just wild. Like I still pinch myself sometimes. I'm like, how is this my full-time job now? yeah. It's absolutely wild. What
0: can you pin it down to? Do you reckon? Do you reckon it's having that that TikTok promotion?
1: Yeah, that I marketing think vehicle as well. We're very lucky that our um, production company and like the boys that we work with, the Hollow Sport boys, they've got a massive core audience as well. And so they pushed our potty, and Jarch was already um, on their podcast quite a bit. So we sort of already had that uh, audience for the boys to like push it out already. Yeah, and okay. then. I think, I think the TikToks though. Yeah. Because there was quite a few that went viral early days. And I think people listened from there because we've got a lot of, like our majority is 80% Australia, but we've got quite a few in the UK and America as well.
0: What we'll about New Zealand? I guess that it's not a big enough country to register. Yeah, New
1: Zealand's got it. We've got a good um, amount of people who listen to New Zealand, but yeah, it's just like it's small. I forget that New Zealand's like four million people and Sydney's like six million.
0: Yeah, it's hard to fathom, isn't it?
1: But it's weird because you see it on a map and it looks. But bi- it is bigger than Sydney.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: Six million people in one small area and then four million on this big bit of land. It's not
0: right. I, you know, I can't really speak to that because I haven't been to New Zealand. But you never been? Looks very spread out.
1: Aren't you like an adventurer, like shaka surfer, skier? Yeah,
0: shuckers all the time. Why have
1: you not been to Queenstown?
0: <laughs> My best mates are Kiwi, actually.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: But his wedding is, there's an island off Auckland. Waiheke? Yeah.
1: It's beautiful. Waiheke is Island's stunning.
0: Is it? Yeah. Listening to those early episodes, it. Didn't sound as loose, but it's still pretty loose. Yeah. Do you think there's <laughs> yeah. a, a difference in how you approach it these days to back
1: then? Well, at the start, I was a lot more conscious about what we were putting out there. Like, I already know, like, I'm pretty rogue, and so Jarch is very rogue. I hadn't and noticed. So, like, <laughs> bizarre. Why do you say that, Lou? That
0: beautiful raspy tone. Oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd kill <laughs> for that voice. I know. The man's he's got a gift.
1: Yeah, everyone always says that. They're like, you need to do ASMR. Yeah. bedtime Um, stories yeah it's
0: putting people to sleep like a
1: David Edinburgh I was a little bit more cautious about what was put out there I think it was it was I think anything and when it's early days you're kind of like oh fuck is this gonna work is it not anyway probably the first four months I was a little bit like oh should that be said oh guys can we cut this can we cut that now we leave the studios with our producer and it's kind of like Anything needs to be cut? We're like, nah, fuck it, play on. Oh, brilliant.
0: (laughs) That's great for you guys as well just in terms of workload. You do it in there, then you get out and go home.
1: Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, there are things because the whole time the cameras are rolling and so is the microphone that we're like, this is our thing, we go, and that's so that our producer can hear, oh, that needs to be cut. Oh, okay. But besides from that, we're pretty good at knowing in that moment what needs to be cut now and yeah. what is like play on
0: it must be pretty rogue to be cut because <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, pretty, yeah
0: a lot of stuff gets through
1: oh trust me it's like a <laughs> restable offense
0: what comes through <laughs> is like there's obviously that great it's it's almost like a brother sister relationship yeah. where yeah. josh is just roasting you mm-hmm. you get him back but there's always that underlying love and respect there, yeah. which might make you vomit in your mouth a bit. Yeah. But I think <laughs> it never feels disrespectful. It's, it's, yeah. all, it's You can tell it's always a joke.
1: I think that's what I like the most about it is that it's kind of getting away from that like, oh, you can't say that. or You you know, it's just like two mates roasting each other, having fun, and it's not like evil or anything. You, know, that you yeah. can just tell the underlying tones are just like we're genuinely just laughing. And like we always – crack up laughing on the way to the podcast because Jarch picks me up, that it's genuinely the same when we're in the car as it is to when we sit down. (laughs) Like the other day we were driving to the potty and I said something like, I was saying something weird about like space or something stupid and he was like, Why couldn't you just wait ten minutes? This would have been great for the body.
0: (laughs) Did you have to replicate it for on air? I
1: don't think we actually did. There's just too many things that go on between us that we're like, what do we start with? Oh yep. Let's talk about this.
0: Do you ever have a real blue? Does it ever escalate and you're just off each other for a few days?
1: I don't think we've ever had a fight. Really? Even like businessy things where, you know, it might be like a brand deal or like something goes wrong or something happens like we're both pretty good at like being on each other's side and like if anything goes wrong do I think nah I think there was one time he we were filming a TikTok and he was like nah act more like this and I was like okay Steven Spielberg <laughs> that was probably like the most sassy or angry <laughs> we ever got at each other
0: the most venom yeah and what I loved is you've really built out your listeners and made that into a little community as well. Yeah. They're called bedwetters, right? The
1: bedwetters.
0: You know, it can get a little bit personal from them as well.
1: Oh, yeah. How do they you... Roast <laughs> they roast me. They
0: roast you.
1: It is outrageous some of the things they say. They rinse you. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, to be fair, that's probably the most... Um, culling we do is some of the hotlines are just so <laughs> rogue to me Yeah, yeah. That we're like, we can't play that. Like, I love when they roast me and it's, like, tasteful and funny, like, eight-year-old Lou, or, like, Lou works hard, or we always say, like, doth, or excuse me, senorita, Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. like, things like that. But when it's just, like, someone's literally just being like, fuck off, Lou, I'm like, there's no fun. There's in no anything. tact in that. Yeah.
0: Put a bit of thought into it. Exactly. For God's sake.
1: But when it's funny, like, when they say the eight-year-old Lou jokes or just, like, Funny stuff about Jarch having no chin or whatever. Like it's we it's a, we always say that they are funnier than Jarch and I. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's can't it's can't be that offensive when they're just getting in on the joke. And yeah, kind of.
1: That's what I mean. It's like we've got a community that's in on the joke. Like yeah. we're all laughing about the same thing.
0: Yeah, I, I love how you guys have built those little terms as well. I know. Like, what was the one I was listening today? Um, well, aren't sure. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't
1: you being very naughty? It reminds <laughs>
0: me. It reminds me of some of the great radio shows where. They build their own vocabulary. Yeah. And it it just pulls the listener in because you're part of this
1: this whole new world
0: and community. Are all of those things just organic? They just come?
1: Yeah. We don't plan anything like that. And then, yeah, like even when I was talking about my corgi, Toby, who died, I was like, Toby's dead and now, like, Every bedwetter always says Toby's dead. Like, we had someone send in. They were running the marathon, and they had, like, excuse me, senorita, on the front of the T-shirt. And then on the back, it was like, Toby's dead.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> How do they spell just, it? D-E-double-D? Yeah.
1: nice. It's just – it's wild to think that we'll just say something, and then we'll all be laughing. And then, like, the bedwetters are in on the joke as well. It's great. It's amazing.
0: Because your background was radio, right? You were working as a producer in radio.
1: Yeah. So I – started that in New Zealand so I did producing and then like a few on air kind of things and then I moved to Sydney for a radio show I was on the Today FM night show with Danny Lakey okay cool so we did we did 8 till 11 then we did 9 till midnight and then we did 7 till 10 and that was on Today FM and Triple M we'd switch between the two and then I left there because they wanted me to move to Melbourne with the show and I just I wanted to be in Sydney. You know? So is this like four or five years ago? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, And then I moved to Fitzy and Whipper and I was producing them and, like, did a little bit of on stuff with them. And when I left radio, like, I wasn't at a point where it was like my career was humming and I could – you know how, like, if you leave and your career's going really well, everyone's like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Like, it was kind of like – I think I would have had, like, a 100,000 TikTok followers and we hadn't started the potty yet. So it was very, like – premature for me leaving a full-time job yeah yeah
0: it's a real leap of faith
1: yeah but i was just over the hours like working breakfast radio getting up at 3 30 and being at work by 4 30 is just you never catch up on sleep and then perpetual you can't a, jet so, lag yeah you can't have a social life and i would always like wig myself out if i wasn't asleep by like 9 p.m then i'd be like well i might as well stay awake till work No, I'm not going to get to sleep now.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I did the breakfast radio thing.
1: Yeah. It
0: was 4.30. Oh, yeah,
1: weren't you? You were at Nova, weren't you? I was at
0: Nova. We must have just missed each other because I was at –
1: They had a nickname for you. What was it? I can't remember. Someone (laughs) told me this because you did voiceovers, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I was doing voiceovers.
1: I wish I could remember what it is.
0: I was doing audio production then moved into voiceovers. But we must have just missed each other because yeah. I was at Nova, then moved to SEA, yeah. and I was doing the Triple M breakfast show, and you went the other way. Uh, so I reckon we've just ships in the shut.
1: night. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough world, radio.
0: It's tough. I was getting up at four thirty, which was yeah. difficult. You were getting up at three thirty. Well,
1: it was more like three fifty.
0: What was the fastest you could get to work? Like if everything went right, you got all the green lights. Oh,
1: I was outrageous. I would. You know how some people wake up and they're, like, peaceful? Like, I'd do that if I didn't have to be out the door that fast. But I was, like, a hurricane. I'd, like, throw my duvet off, like, rush to the shower, brush my teeth, comb my hair, put some mascara on, out the door in Gianni. I'd be at work within, like, nine minutes from Rose Oh, Bay.
0: that's pretty good.
1: Like, I was going pretty fast.
0: Do you reckon you'll ever get back into radio?
1: Look, I think if Jarch and I were offered a radio show, like, I would – Definitely consider it. Like, I still, my whole childhood, uh, my whole childhood, or like growing up, was always like, oh, I want my own radio show. That was all I did, but wanted. Yeah. And now that I can kind of see you can do it other ways, like, sort of what Jarch and I are doing is pretty much the same. It's just not on the radio in the mornings. But I would still love to somehow like package up the podcast or. I don't know, do like a drive or breakfast show or something. Yeah, brilliant. I, mean, I still think that would be really cool.
0: That'd be something I can see like you doing a that.
1: bucket list, Yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't know if Jarch and I could do it live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whoever's whoever's panelling that that show just needs to have their hand on that dump button, dump
1: button ready to go. Straight away. But I mean if Carl if Kyle can do it from yeah. Kyle and Jackie O, then
0: Yeah. And that's what makes I'm them sure. so exciting because you never know, never know what they're what's gonna, gonna, gonna say.
1: happen. Yeah. I also think that Jarch and I are smart enough to know that if we did get a radio show, it's like, okay, there are certain things you can't say, obviously swear words, certain things you can't talk about, you've just got to pull it back a bit. Like, it wouldn't be too hard. Yeah. Hopefully. Are there
0: any differences between New Zealand radio and Australian radio? Did you find it a bit of a switch?
1: Yeah. New Zealand radio is way more chill. Like, there's no dump button in New Zealand. Right. So if someone calls up and swears or says something inappropriate – That just goes straight to air. Right. Yeah. And it's just – it's a lot more chill there. It's not as fast-paced. Like I think moving from breakfast radio in New Zealand was good because it gave me – like that's probably the fastest-paced radio you'd get in New Zealand. But then I moved from breakfast radio to nights, which is obviously a bit more chill. Mm. But I think if I'd gone from breakfast radio to breakfast radio, I would have been like, what is going on? It's nuts, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: incredibly competitive, hey?
1: Oh, it's – Ridiculous! It's like ridiculous. It's, it's wild how competitive. Yeah. it is.
0: for people who don't know, they they have survey periods, right? Yeah, it might be eight weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, they they measure the percentage of audience that are listening to all of these different stations, and they're often varied by one or two tenths, yeah. and like that can dictate the whole success of a station or a yeah. show, and they ride or die on it. It's it's crazy. Oh,
1: and if you were to leave one radio station to go to the other you're, like, banished. Like, how dare yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going from show to show.
0: What about the general differences between New Zealand and Oz living? Like, how did you mm. find that transition?
1: Well, I'm such a beach girl, and New Zealand's not, like, super beachy. Yeah. So it's, it was interesting going from, like, living in Christchurch, Wellington, Auckland, Dunedin, all those places that don't really have a beach coming here being like, wow, this is amazing. Because, like, Sydney culture and lifestyle, if it's hot, Everyone's at the beach all weekend, yeah. which is like my dream. It's amazing. I love it. Whereas over there, I'm like, what did we even do in the weekends? Like, I guess people had swimming pools, but it wasn't as warm either.
0: You sweat it up. You go to the shopping center.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> hang,
0: hang out at the, the junction. <laughs> where, did, where did your be- love of the beach come from?
1: I don't know. I think I just love the sun. I've always been like a summer beachy kind of girl. Like, you know, some people are always like, oh, I love winter fashion. Get me in a coat. Like, yay. I'm like, mm mm. For me. No, thank you. I just want to be in like swimmers at the beach.
0: I'm exactly the same, covered in
1: sand. Yeah, like that's that's all I want. And that water. Simple. In this <laughs> it's hot. It's 32 hot. degrees we've, for everyone listening.
0: We've also picked the warmest room in the apartment mm. to record in, which is a bit of an oversight.
1: That's okay. It's cooling down. Let's slide.
0: With Josh, like like I said, there is that brother sister dynamic. Mm. Did you grow up with brothers?
1: Yeah, I've got two older brothers.
0: Right. I think
1: that's probably why. Jarch and I can roast each other. And it's to me, I'm just like, eh. Because I've grew up with two older brothers. Like they would put carrots up my nose. And like one time Chris dunked me, dunked my head in the toilet.
0: That's yeah, that's He um, hadn't
1: gone, but like it's I think it's called a swirly. Go like that. <laughs> it's got a name. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've always said if you can get your head dunked in the toilet at an early age, you really face mm.
1: anything in your life. That's what I mean. I've said the exact same thing my entire life. I actually have friends who This group of guys who, when they're drunk, they do that. It's like their thing. Swirly. Yeah. Okay. So they will hold each other up and then one of them will flush (laughs) by by their heads like the By the ankles. That's straight
0: out of The Simpsons.
1: I'm like, you guys, they're like 29, 30. I'm like, come (sighs) on.
0: And the carrots up the nose. Big carrots, big nostrils or small carrots? I think they were those
1: baby carrots. I vividly remember my mum always getting those from the supermarket. So I think they were baby ones. But my brothers were a bit older than me. So I was like, I think Chris was six years older than me and Matt five years. So I was definitely a mistake. But how, the, how many siblings do you have?
0: So two older brothers yeah. and a little sister.
1: Yeah. So maybe one.
0: a similar dynamic where she's the baby. Yeah. She's the girl.
1: Also, three, she's got three older brothers. Yeah. Are you guys all really protective over her?
0: I think we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like all older brothers are. Yeah. My brother punched one my ex boyfriend. In town one night when we were, like, 18. What did he do to deserve that? Well, I was, like, 16 dating this guy, and I think he was, like, 19 at the time. Yeah, Bit of an age gap when you're that young. Yeah,
0: yeah. Brothers don't like an age gap.
1: No, 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 no. And I think something happened anyway. Chris saw him in town and just gave him a little nudge.
0: Just a little welcome to the family.
1: yeah. Pretty much. I don't think it, it was like a greaser. So I think it was just a quick little boof.
0: Just a little Kiwi love tap.
1: Just a little, hey, how's it going? Don't fuck with my
0: sister. Yeah, yeah. Character building. <laughs> yeah. Do they Are they still living in NZ?
1: No. So my dad's Italians, we've got our Italian passports. Oh. So Chris and Matt both moved over when they were like 24. Oh, wow. And they lived where dad's family's from, which was Val de which is like an hour and a half north of Venice. And then... Chris moved to London and then Matt moved to Prague, Berlin, now Helsinki. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite an international family. Yeah. That would explain your surname.
1: Yes. Deldin. Dildin. Italian. Some I, people um, are always – everyone always asks what ethnicity it is. Like yeah. it's kind of – it doesn't really look Italian. Yeah, exactly. Like Del Because it's D-A-L space capital D-I-N. Like it's not very Italian. It's
0: very ambiguous. Yeah. But it could almost be a hip-hop alias as well. Yes. You know, Della Sol, who is Del Din.
1: But then you hear my dad, Franco Del and you're like, that's Italian.
0: So he's living in New Zealand?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah he lives cool. in Christchurch. Both my parents live in Christchurch.
0: So with work, are you purely focusing on the podcast? Are you still doing content stuff? Or? Um,
1: I'm still definitely doing content stuff. Yeah. But I have sort of... Taken kind of a different angle. Like, I was doing a lot of skits for a while. And then I think now that the podcast has come about, I'm doing a lot more stuff that's like me, not necessarily like day in the life kind of stuff, like a little bit, but more just my personality. Yeah. Just like things that I think, like things that I, I want to do rather than heaps of skits. Like, when I do skits, I'm more kind of doing them with Millie, um, my friend who's also on TikTok, Millie Grahams. Everyone's probably seen her as the teacher. Yeah. Um or Jarch or like other friends, you know, like if you were like, oh, let's do this or like the Reese bros came from the Gold Coast, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: Um, and then, so yeah, still definitely doing the contenty stuff, but I think my love is definitely more the podcast. Yeah. Because gotcha. It's just so much fun. I just love
0: it. It's interesting trying to be strategic with all of this stuff, isn't it? Because there's no right or wrong way to do no. it.
1: Yeah. Do you
0: think about that or you just want it like follow, go with the flow, see what's working?
1: I feel like I'm pretty relaxed with it all. Yeah. You know, some people are very st- strategic about what they'll post or, like, next goal or, like, this kind of – I'm kind of one of those people who I'm just like, no, oh, let's give this a go and see if it works. Like, that's ex- exactly what's happened with my TikTok. Like, I was posting all these skits that would take a while or, like, all these ideas I would think of, and they would just flat, like, full, very, you know, shit views or yeah, whatever. And then, yeah. like, the other day I was – deathly hung over and ordered myself $50 of McDonald's and did like a live, not a live, but like a review of me like honing this Big Mac, like a McFlurry. Is it was at 7 a.m., hash browns, like a cheeseburger, and it got like 300,000 views. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is my job. I yeah. can eat McDonald's hung over in front of a camera.
0: <laughs> not a bad job.
1: Yeah, I was not complaining. As soon as I, the views were going up, I was like, perfect.
0: It's Yeah, it is funny. Sometimes you just have no idea what's going to kick, what's going to yeah. do well.
1: It's annoying if you spend so much time filming something and it's just so shit and then you film something that takes four seconds and and it gets like a million views. You're like, awesome.
0: Yeah. There's just
1: no – I feel like TikTok, I don't understand the algorithm. Like how does it work? How do you know what's going to be good and what's going to be bad?
0: Yeah, it's very – it seems very random. I I I kind of have an idea on Insta what's going to do well. Yeah. With TikTok, it's like throw something at the wall, see what sticks.
1: How do you find your – like inspiration for skits.
0: Yeah, I've I've struggled to come up with ideas. And so a new strategy I've been doing is every morning, most mornings, between 9 and 10, I'll Mm. do what I call like an idea generation hour. Yeah,
1: that's good.
0: The main point of this is to turn internet off. So Optus have Uh this thing on your phone where you can cancel internet on all of your devices for a set period of time. Yeah. And it's just hard enough that you can't turn it back on. So when there's no internet, nothing to check.
1: Yes, you have to do it. You
0: actually work. So that's been I really good. I
1: need to do something like that. It is quite hard when you work for yourself being disciplined, mm. you know, especially when it's like sunny weather and, you know, you can be like, oh, I don't need to do anything today. I'll yeah. go to the beach.
0: Do you do you get the guilt based on that? I don't think you do, but do you get the guilt when you don't
1: work? No. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> It's like a running joke on the podcast that I do do sweet fuck all, but um, (laughs) well, clearly I don't. You just saw me eating McDonald's for content (laughs) at seven a.m. hungover. I am flat out. Um, No, I just I find it hard to like. I've gotten a better routine. Like now, it's like lame little things, but like I bought this. magnet thing for my fridge that has, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it's got, like, to-do and that kind of thing. So then I can look at it and be like, okay, that content's due there. I need to do this for the podcast. That, like, little admin things down the bottom, and it makes it a lot easier for me to –
0: Just visually, you can see it.
1: But I think I I used to feel a lot more – I mean, I don't get anxiety or anything, but I used to feel a lot more, like, guilty or anxious – when I was doing the skits because I was always like, fuck, I need to come up with ideas, I need to come up with ideas. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm an odd unit anyway. The stuff that I come up, with, come up with in my head just anyway is better content than me creating a skit. Like, me talking to the camera for 20 seconds with something weird I've thought about in my head, much better. Interesting. <laughs> much better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and once you just trust that those things are going to come, yeah. you don't need to plan it. Yeah. Just, just sort so of just, And
1: about. then sometimes I'll be lying on the couch and there's this – um, filter on TikTok that I'm like addicted to and it's uh, this quiz one and it'll come up with like a letter so it'll be like B and then it'll be like country uh, like, yeah, right yep. right, and like I'm terrible at them but I just keep doing them and everyone roasts me being like nice try Lou yet again fucking shocking <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's so funny about uh, your stuff is that you just don't give a fuck no, <laughs> you're just like honestly. I'm not trying to polish this no. up I'm just gonna
1: oh, it's do terrible. To and, and the funny thing is it's like My videos have never been like flawless or anything, even when we were doing skits. And now that it's just me lying on the couch, like talking about nothing, but then I'll do like a brand deal and they'll come back being like, This, you know, needs to be done. This wasn't polished enough. I'm like, Have you watched any of my videos? Like, none of them are ever polished. (laughs) Like, they're terrible.
0: (laughs) You can really tell when a brand doesn't really know the person they're working with. I know. It's like, Well, what are you doing? Like,
1: you gotta trust that
0: it does annoy me a little bit. You gotta trust the person you're working with that they know their audience.
1: Hundred percent. I had one with um, sort of more like a girly brand, and Jarch was in it, and they didn't understand why this guy was in it, and uh. they were like, "What well, makes no sense? We don't want him in it." And then my manager had to go back and be like, "Look, this will do well," and then it did very well because all the comments were just like about Jarch and I and whatever was going on in the video. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. Like- the brands need to trust that.
1: 100%. The creator,
0: creator wants it to be engaged. So they're going to do whatever
1: they you know, know know connects their with their like.
0: audience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, And with the pod, are you, is that locked in to the same time each week? So in terms of anxieties around it, you just rock up at the same time and there's no real pressure on yeah, being so consistent we- there?
1: record Tuesdays and Thursdays and it goes out Wednesdays and Fridays. So I like that, that it's very top, not that the podcast is topical at all, like neither of us would know what's going on in the yeah. world. Um, <laughs>
0: but that's great because it's evergreen. Like yeah. I went back and listened to the first two yeah. apps and you're like, yeah, still still lands.
1: Yeah, you could listen to it without something like massive going on in the world. But I just like that it just means it's up to date with our lives. Like if we're doing something, then... You know, but it doesn't leave us much room if one of us like randomly got sick though, because then it's like we're only a day.
0: You have to just hold, yeah. hold up the. <laughs> hey ship. guys,
1: it's just me. This is a monologue <laughs> episode. Yeah, you are be like, shut up, Lou.
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you don't feel guilty when you're not working, which is great.
1: Well, it's not. Well, <laughs> nah, Yeah, fuck it. Stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> stick
0: with
1: that. But it's nah, just great I that just... you've
0: got the pod as the the uh, you know the consistent regular thing and then you can do things around that.
1: Yeah. I think that's what it is. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, Tuesdays, if I know – because, like, there are certain segments that Jarch does that he plans for and there are ones that I plan for. So, like, Hinge Notes. I'm flat out scrolling on Hinge. I'm trying to find those Hinge nights. (laughs) I'm going on TikTok. I'm going – so I'm finding all those. And then also I do a segment called um, Lulu Goes Surfing, which is, like, stuff that I've seen in the news. So it's not, like – ridiculous amount of prep. It might take me an hour and a half, two hours yeah, to prep okay. for the potty the next day. Yeah. But in terms of like, say like, one, like we were both hungover or something, we could literally go there with planned.
0: I love that in terms of a work-life balance aspect as well. Do you appreciate structure or routine or are you generally
1: pretty I, cruisy? Like my mum always says to me, she's like, oh, you, you, you need your like routine or your certain things. Like I guess my days are – Now that, like, I do have – like, obviously each day is different, but now the weeks are a bit more structured. Like, I wake up, I meditate every morning for 20 minutes. I do Vedic meditation. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and so you meant to do it twice a day, but for some reason I really struggle fitting in the second one.
0: It's I agree. I do Vedic as well. Yeah, do you? Do you
1: find there's something – like, the first one, I'm like, I wake up, I, pro- I wake up with my Amazon Alexa to Justin Bieber. Good plug. Great plug.
0: <laughs> 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 we, we meet in – no, we met something else, but yeah, we've but hung out the at the stuff. Alexa stuff. At the Alexa
1: But, yeah, so I wake up to my music. I stop there, hear the temperature, time, whatever. Then I, like, either go to like – I'm just moved into my new house, so I've got, like, a kind of, I guess, a meditation chair, but it's just, like, a big comfy chair. Either go there to meditate or I do it in my bed. But then the second one, it's like I do have the time to fit in the 20 minutes – but it's more like a mental thing. I'm like, I can't be bothered, but mm. I know that when I do do it twice a day, I genuinely feel different. I feel way better, but yeah. it's just being disciplined to be able to fit it, like to actually just sit down and do it.
0: It's weird. I think it's yeah. because once your day's started in the morning, you can do these things to prepare. Yeah. And then once the day is underway, it's kind of a mental hurdle to just, just sit down Yeah, and it's like
1: you're already wired. You've done everything. You've had coffee. You've been working. That's you've the done thing. what. Yeah. And now you're going to sit down and just close your eyes for 20 minutes.
0: And do you time it with your coffee as well? Because that's a pretty big yeah. – you don't want to be meditating after a coffee. No. Man, that's tricky.
1: I'll, I'll, if I'm really disciplined in a good week, I'll, like, do it as soon as I wake up and then I'll try to do it around, like – 4, 4.30. So it's like I wouldn't have had a coffee and then I'm like going to have dinner a bit later on. Yeah,
0: that's a good time. i found that if I do it around 1 or 2 after lunch, I'm tired and I'll yeah. often be meditating and just fall asleep.
1: Uh, I could give that a go though. That could
0: work. Roll the into old, an afternoon nap.
1: Yeah. Not much of a napper, but that might help me with a little nap.
0: I'm a huge advocate for the 15-minute power nap.
1: I cannot sleep ever unless it's bedtime.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, okay, like you like can't I fall asleep.
1: Never. Like infuri- I'm so jealous and it infuriates me, people who can just fall asleep.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a dad skill.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous. Could you fall asleep anywhere?
0: Nah. Nah. I'm so I can fall asleep on the couch, a yeah. comfy couch. Like I can't how fall quick, asleep on though? a plane. Pretty good. I oh, feel man. like it's just muscle memory now. So my brain knows we've got 15 minutes, let's give it a go.
1: That makes me so jealous. good. I could never.
0: But nothing longer than 15 because then you get into your sleep cycle and it disrupts
1: it, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: So, with your Uh, meditating, is it like, do you do it to uh, prevent any anxieties or is it to help current anxieties or is it um, like a performance thing?
1: Yeah, I guess it's probably just um, my mum has always meditated. Like before, it was like a, you know, like it's quite trendy now. Like I remember literally being like three and mum would be in the lounge and she'd do like, An hour meditation like every morning. OG. Yeah she's an OG meditator and so she'd always be like to me you've got to do Dr. Joe Dispenza and all that and she's but I love his books but I for some reason I can't listen to his voice when I when he I try to do his meditations. Okay. Um, But I love reading all of his stuff Mm. but then I had a friend say they did the Vedic meditation course in Bondi and I was like oh I've heard good things about it whatever I'm going to give it a go and I found that to be the best one for me, yeah, and I really like it and I just i note I notice when I am doing it properly and when I'm not like and when I was away in Europe, I was not doing it often like I was getting probably three or four in a week if that you know um
0: and how did you feel after I'd, not doing it often?
1: I think I just you just because I'm quite like I mean, I don't have ADHD, but, like, I definitely have it. I'm not diagnosed. But, you know, I'm quite, like, all over the show in some ways. I think it just makes me, like, a bit more present and, like, calm. And, yeah, I think I don't really – like, everyone experiences anxiety, but I don't, like, experience it massively. But I think it helps to keep me probably more calm and Mm. level-headed in a way. But Mm. it's funny because – When I, like, tell people that I meditate, they're like, no, you don't. Like, no one can imagine me doing it. Yeah. You are mental. There's not a chance you can meditate. I'm like, no, I actually do. I was like, yeah, you meditate. <laughs> I'm like, I do.
0: Guys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool hearing that side of you as well because if you just listened to your show, yeah. you probably oh, wouldn't have known that.
1: No, God, no. Because bro. I can't
0: imagine is too receptive to no. conversations <laughs> about meditating.
1: He hates all that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, there are people who are quite like, like pushy with it or I don't want to say wishy-washy, that's kind of mean, but like. They are quite pushy wishy. uh, Pushy Pushy, wishy. And it's kind of like, I would find that annoying if I didn't meditate. So I, like, all my friends know I do it. And like, I tell people and stuff, but I'm not being like, everyone must meditate because I would probably hate if someone was doing that.
0: Yeah, I think it's the same for anything. If you're just shoving it down people's throats, you're less likely to. I feel like that's so much of um, any kind of self-improvement stuff.
1: Yeah. People
0: have to discover it on their own journey. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like my mum has literally been telling me for like 15 years, you must meditate, you must meditate. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I did that course. I think it was about four years ago now. But it was like it took that course for me to actually start doing it. And mum had been telling me for years
0: Yeah. Okay. to do it. And, and the, the main thing with Vedic is you get a mantra and you repeat yeah. it. And it's kind of like a the mantra, it's – Sanskrit, so it doesn't really trigger anything in your head, so you yeah. can just keep repeating it, and it allows your mind to slip into that yeah.
1: state. Because it's really interesting that sometimes I'll do a meditation and I'm like, "Oh my god, this I've like this is going so slow." Like I feel like I've been here for four days, but then sometimes I'll because I what I do is it's obviously twenty minutes, and then you have the two minute like rest kind of thing. But I'll set my alarm for like twenty five minutes just so that like.
0: You don't slip into a coma.
1: Literally until I ho- hopefully don't die. Um, but sometimes I'll look down at my watch and be like, oh, my God, it's been 20 minutes. I've closed my eyes for three seconds.
0: Yeah, like, okay, right. Like so yeah, yeah.
1: sometimes it can just be so different. Yeah,
0: it's it's super interesting. Yeah. I find for me, whenever when I don't do it, I feel like my mind gets wound up. Yeah. So it's like bouncing between things without taking a breath kind of. Yes. So I, I do meditation to just slow it down and get back to that base yeah. level. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good point. I feel like I notice with like little things as well how I would probably react to a situation or how I would behave in certain situations before I was doing it to how I am now. That's obviously like growth and whatever as well, but mm. I notice quite a big difference in how I would react to things now to back then.
0: One way I heard that explained was it creates a gap between the stimulus and the reaction.
1: Yeah, for
0: you to have time to choose a decision. Yeah, instead of you know reacting out of how yeah. you would always like do it. if
1: someone sends you a rude text message. Usually, you just go fuck this straight away and go <laughs> yeah, back yeah, to yeah. it. Where it's like almost take a step back, breathe,
0: which is great in relationships. Inside. Yes, definitely very handy in
1: relationships. Yeah, you don't want to go back responding too quickly.
0: Yeah, you want to try and stay off text during fights, I reckon. Yeah. It's such a you can't
1: life. read someone's language through text. Mm. They could say K okay, and they literally could just mean okay. Yeah. But then you've gone, oh, sassy. Yeah, you Rude. can
0: overthink anything. 100%. Like someone might be a little bit busy, so they're a bit short.
1: Yeah. Yep, X you usually do two X's. What's going on there? Yeah.
0: Especially in the early stages <laughs> oh, of dating yeah. someone. You just overthink all of those yeah. things.
1: Yeah, I've got to wait an hour to reply. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck. I Amazing. hate those games. I hate those dating games.
1: The worst. It's not fun. The worst.
0: <laughs> so you're, you've just moved in to a new apartment. Yeah. Is this the first time living by yourself? Yeah. How's that going?
1: I love it. I never want to leave. I'm going to be like a crazy like cat woman who just never leaves her house. Jarch would be like, you coming to the potty today? i will be like, nah, doing it from home.
0: Me and my cats yeah. were just setting up. I don't up. like
1: cats. <laughs> I don't even know why I'd have cats.
0: You're a corgi person. Yeah,
1: yeah I'd have like five Tobys running around. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love it. I have set it up really nice. Like I went all out with furniture and like books and everything because I was just like, fuck it. Um, first time on my own.
0: Yeah, nice. It's so nice. You're um, nesting. I, yeah. I, I love that. It's fun.
1: Yeah, your place is very nice.
0: It's hasn't got the female touch. Like, I like, think
1: it it's, it looks slightly femme but like in a good way. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> that came across offensive.
0: I'm <laughs> not to be offended. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's there's <laughs> plants and I've got oh, lilies out. Really I've got nice. lilies out there.
1: It's nice and um. What's the colouring? The the. It's timber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that colouring? That is wood.
0: Neutrals, maybe. Yes, yeah, neutrals. there's a few neutrals. That's around. the word
1: I'm looking for. Lots of nice neutrals.
0: You know, if you don't have an if you don't have an eye for design, just chuck in neutrals and 100%. it
1: can look stylish. I've literally done whites and colourful coffee table books in a throw.
0: Oh, the, the coffee table books. That's the.
1: I know. I creme, creme went to de la town creme. Creme on them,
0: and they're not cheap.
1: I don't think I've opened any of them yet. No, but they're awful.
0: Why looks. would you do that?
1: <laughs> they the there for to be seen. That's it.
0: Were well, you like me, like? I lived with friends and I I love my friends Mm. but didn't love my housemates. I just – I'd always find something to get annoyed about. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. like you, I need to live
1: by myself. How long have you lived on your own?
0: Since COVID. So, um, yeah, about three or four
1: years. Yeah. Yeah, I had – my housemate was great. We were both Kiwis, got along so well. But I was just like – I'd always wanted to, this year, move out on my own. So it wasn't like a – I'm leaving because of me. Like, I was just like, I'm so ready to live on my oh, own. Oh, nice, yeah. And yeah. also it's nice because, you know, I'm flat out making content and now I can just do it with no one around.
0: That's the thing. Like, yeah. I do some pretty embarrassing things. Yeah, um,
1: that that's what's embarrassing about what we do. Like, imagine someone just watching from afar, us, like, moving around the tripod. Oh, for sure. And being like, oh, that was a shit take. Go again.
0: <laughs> putting, on, putting on the tea towel. Yeah,
1: the tea towel for the guys doing that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the neighbour across that way can see into the living room, which is fine, but he'll be, he's a bit older. So he'll be watching me some days where I'm just like shuffling into different positions around the living room with a camera and a tea towel. probably thinks I'm nuts.
1: He you thinks you're doing role play or something. <laughs> yeah. someone else is in so there.
0: kids and their only fans <laughs> yeah. these days. Yeah,
1: what's, what's he doing in there? <laughs>
0: Animals. You mentioned your mum was into Dispenza, that you were reading Joe yeah. Dispenza. Do you uh, integrate some of his stuff around you know, rewiring your brain and manifesting new things into your life that way?
1: I think I have read – oh, God, I can't even remember the names. I think there's the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and I've read the – there's another one as well.
0: Becoming Supernatural. Yes, and I've got that
1: one as well and I've got another one. I just kind of like those sort of books and also – have you read The Secret? I haven't. Yeah, so that – I just like those kind of books sort of like I've read them all once through. But I like them to just randomly – people would think this is so weird, but I just like randomly sometimes just open a page. Yeah. And then because they're kind of books that you could just for some random bits of you already read them, like go through, especially The Secret. It's very much like, you know, what you put out to the universe, you get back, like Mm. Law of Attraction, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, So I often just like open it up and like go through a bit of them. But I I really like Joe Dispenza's stuff. I think some people were – Oh, I I don't know. You can't really. T- I say some people like I saw a TikTok about it, which is not really the news, is it? But <laughs> I find myself always saying that. But like some people were like, "Oh, he's wishy washy. He sees that you know his books will cure sickness and righty rat." But right, yeah. I think it's more just he's like ch- helping you change your mindset.
0: Yeah, for sure. The mind
1: is so powerful.
0: Yeah, so helpful to know there is a way to change those old patterns and those old mm. behaviors and mainly just by accessing the subconscious.
1: Yeah. I've actually just set up my new, another plug, Amazon Kindle. <laughs> it's got a little pen, the new one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, using how the
1: pen. Do you, how do you use the pen? What do you use the pen for?
0: I'm <laughs> do you write
1: notes or do you just like underline a bit you like in a book?
0: A bit of both, yeah. I think you can do a few notes. It depends how studious you are So you can write notes on the book. Write a few notes, you know. Huh. This was good.
1: I like this. Come back to this point, Louisa.
0: There's another one you'll like, I think, Rick Rubin's book. don't know if you've read that. Also makes a good coffee table book. Yeah. That's That's the Rick
1: Rubin. The creative act, a way of being. It's
0: it's creative inspiration. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, I'm taking a photo of this.
0: It's great to read before bed because you only need to read a page or two. That's the way it's written. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: Okay, this is the new book that I'm going to buy. No matter what tools you use to create, the true instrument is you. And through you, that universe that surrounds us, all comes into focus. If I read that out on my podcast, Josh would be like, shut the fuck
0: up. <laughs> Can you please go in there next week? Tell you, just, Josh, you know, just wanted to bring something to the show, a little bit different. Try and keep a straight face while you read Rita this out. Passion.
1: I mean, actually going to do that? You know, one time I tried to get him to do Peak Pit in Something You Learned yep. of the Week, and he was like, are you fucked, mate? There's not a chance <laughs> I'm doing that.
0: Do you think, uh. like, is that him through and through? In... Off the show, does he ever, like, you know, do a bit of breath work or something? No, he wouldn't
1: do that kind of stuff, but he's so positive. Like, he's got a really good mindset and, like, good head on his shoulders and, Mm. like, the way he thinks of things. And you know how there are some people who – I'm not saying that people need to be reading self-help books because they need self, like, help or anything. But you know how there are some people who are just so, like, Mm. clear-minded? He's very much like that. Like, I don't think he would ever have felt anxiety in his life. (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Very self-assured. Yeah, eh?
1: which is great. Which
0: is great. Yeah,
1: but I, you kind of have to be in the industry that we're all in. It's like the comments that people will write, you can take it one way or the other. You know, like people – one time I filmed a video – and I was like, my arms were going like that. And everyone was just commenting, being like, how's she skinny with lunch lady arms? Look at those wings shaking. <laughs> oh,
0: man. That's <laughs> and brutal. And then, like,
1: obviously, some of the stuff we post on TikTok. We've got our core audience, which is great. Yeah. But then, like, you get randoms commenting, like, rude stuff. Yeah. It's so like, you just got to, what's that phrase? Take it with a grain of salt. That one. Out the gate. Out the gate.
0: Take it with a grain of salt. Out, out the, the gate. gate. What Should about, have you had any really strange interactions with listeners? in public that you can talk about? Like, does does anything stand out that was just weird?
1: No, I haven't had anything weird. I did have one guy who was quite drunk and I think I went to give him a hug or take a photo with him and he was like, Lou hates me. Lou hates me. And I was like, what? No, I don't. I just mean you. Serial killer
0: shit. Was he reverse psychology? I don't know. I love you. Maybe. You're great. You're super creepy. He was very
1: drunk, so like maybe it was that. But now nah, all the bedwetters are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny when they, like, we're out in public and they'll yell out, bedwetters for life or keep pissing. <laughs> and it's like, imagine there's a stranger hearing, like, some a couple of people just go, bedwetters for life. Yeah,
0: and then a few guys will be like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And everyone's <laughs> like, are we normalising winning the bed? Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's good. That's what we're doing.
0: Are you a journaler? Do you ever pull out the, the notepad and...
1: Sometimes. I'm more, I like to do... Goals each year. I usually do them with my mum, actually. Your mum sounds awesome. She's great. She's amazing. She's, yeah, honestly the best. Um, Yeah, I usually do them with her. Have I done them this year? Yeah, I would have. I still don't know where they are or what the goals were, to be honest. But I do, like, um, finance, health, career, and relationships. And I just write things down. It's actually interesting you say that because as I was moving house, I found one from... What year are we – it would have been, I think, 2019. And it was so cool to see the stuff that I had written down for, like, my career and, like, all that kind of stuff to see, like, where I'm at now. Yeah, wow. Well. was like – what's it – what ex, – ex, expedited expectations? What?
0: Exceeded? That's the one. That's close.
1: <laughs> close. That's but, cool. Yeah, it was so cool. I was like, oh, my God, that's actually amazing.
0: Yeah, it just plants a seed yeah. that you're you're chipping away at in the background.
1: Yeah. It's like the um, – Law of attraction.
0: Yeah. 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 So do you attribute, you know, the the show, the success of the show to
1: that to, to that. Yeah. That's literally that piece of paper yeah. is the reason we are where we are.
0: But it's true, it's even stuff like moving out by yourself. Yeah. Because that, you know, that takes years and years to do. Yeah. You've got to write down set that intention and yeah. it eventually comes through. one was having a little podcast studio. Oh yeah. Yeah, years ago. I was like, I'd love are. to have a little podcast studio.
1: A very nice little podcast studio. Coming along. It's very fancy, aren't you? I'm sure, sure we fancy. It's a bit
0: too fancy for me, I think.
1: No, I like it. It's very nice. Are those to keep the sound in?
0: They are meant to. So, what they do is, yes, yeah, soak up some of the reflections.
1: They kind of look like they're meant to be there. They're a little bit
0: decorative as well. Yeah. Give it a bit of texture on the little
1: walls. He- hexagons. Excellent. But isn't that exciting that you, that was one of your goals? And look yeah. Where you
0: are. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's It's, it's cool when you, um, when you chip at something for a few years and,
1: yeah. and stuff starts to happen. Yeah, I, I, I like to do the goals, but, yeah, I kind of just see what happens. I don't like to plan things too mm, much. Yeah. I just like to go with the flow.
0: I think that's important. You've set your intentions, set some dream goals, yeah. but then have a loose grip on them. Yeah. And sort of because yeah. it's never going to work out. No. Exactly how you want.
1: Oh, shit, no. Like most of those things were like, Radio show, radio, sh- you know, that kind of thing. Whereas this is, I guess, kind of like a pivot to that. Yeah. Because it's a different avenue.
0: It's just a modern radio show. That's right? what I
1: mean. I think podcast is the way of the future.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: like radio won't be around forever, probably. I'll probably get shot for saying that with <laughs> yeah. by Iran I've ever worked with. I'm gonna use that sorry, as sorry everyone.
0: <laughs> as the promotional reel for this episode. <laughs> oh fuck. Louisa.
1: Louisa Delvez is radio is dying. <laughs> Daily Mail.
0: Dying, dying, dying. Dying.
1: Death, death, death. <laughs> Skeletons and coffins all around.
0: Yeah. Just. <laughs> I've got one more question before mm. I let you go. We're approaching six fifteen. Mm. I know you've your driver's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Who, and this is a question without notice, but who are you becoming? So the, the title of the show is Becoming mm-hmm. and a question I ask everyone is who's the version of Lou that you really aspire to step into each day? Like mm. for me, it's it's someone who more recently I just want to be able to take action on things without mm-hmm. procrastinating or overthinking and just yeah. dive into action whether it's a work thing or a rest thing or like a hobby. Yeah, Just like stop dilly-dallying just like dive into action
1: probably just how things have kind of been the last three months is not caring as much what people think or or what's put out on the internet like people are always going to have a idea about you or some type of judgment no matter what you say so Mm -hmm. kind of just being true to yourself and just going forward with that which is what I think the podcast is like I'm a confident person anyway, but I think it's made me more confident on and off yeah off here just to completely be myself. It's cl- that's so cliche to say, but like it really has because it's like people aren't gonna judge you no matter what you say oh, cool. or do. Yeah. so it's like, fuck it, just say what you want and be yourself.
0: that's cool, and yeah. it's built built a lot of resilience,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: not just from people like rinsing you, yeah, but also just being consistently putting yourself out there. hundred
1: percent, like your whole world's out there, you know yeah. like. Obviously, you can, like, take things out if you don't want things said and whatever, but, like, you do share a lot of yourself to everyone out there.
0: Mm, Which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. But the rewards are
1: great. 100%. I I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I genuinely – it makes me – I'm getting very deep here. (laughs) It makes me really happy doing the podcast. Like, I sit down and I'm just, like, feel completely at home in myself. Like, it's just I've completely found what I, like, want to do long term, which is – I love because I feel like a lot of people go to their like jobs every day and they actually hate what they're doing whereas like, I feel very blessed and lucky and grateful that I go to work and I'm like obsessed with what I'm doing. Do
0: like, you ever get into flow with the pod? Like do you ever sit there, look at the watch, two hours go by and you're like, fuck, yeah. I was in the
1: zone. Oh, like yeah, that. sometimes we'll be like, fuck, how long were we talking for? And we will be like, an hour 45? And we're like, whoa.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that timelessness is just a good Yeah. Signal that you are in flow in the zone doing exactly what yeah. you love. It's very cool. Very cool, Lou. Well, mm-hmm. guys, if you haven't heard it already, we mean well, find it on Spotify, yeah, wherever. give it a listen, and thank you for dropping by.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been lots of fun.
0: Me again, welcome to the wrap up, part of the show where I reflect on the conversation and give you a little update on what's happening in my neck of the woods. So the first time I met Louisa, what came through is that this person has zero filter in the, in the best kind of way. And it's what makes their podcast so funny. The word authentic gets thrown around a lot on social media, but Lou is definitely one of the real ones. And I have no doubt that their show is going to continue to take off. It was cool getting into the weeds about uh, meditation with Lou So she practices Vedic meditation, which is mantra-based. Basically, if you do some course or some sort of training, they give you a word in Sanskrit, which has no meaning to you. And the idea behind this is that when you're meditating, you just repeat that mantra in your head over and over again. And because you're focusing on the word, it allows your brain to unwind, slow down, and get into a meditative state. So if you are interested in Vedic, I thought I would share a course I did on it years ago which I have no affiliation with, but it was helpful for me. It's called ZivaMeditation.com and it was created by a lady called Emily Fletcher who has a history in Broadway as a theatre actress and then she started meditating to control some of the anxieties and stresses around her job. And, And what really appealed to me is that she approached it from a performance perspective. I think, you know, back in the day meditation was always a little bit woo-woo, maybe if you weren't spiritually inclined, it wasn't as accessible or approachable. So when it was delivered to me through this lens of performance, it suddenly became attractive. I was like, okay, I can sit down for 20 minutes a day and be more effective in every other part of my day. It's counterintuitive when it comes to productivity, but taking that 20 minute meditation in the morning is going to have an impact on the rest of your day. Let me know what you think, but I feel like that episode with Lou is a great direction for this podcast, a fun, natural conversation, traversing a bunch of different topics, and diving into self-improvement stuff in a light and practical way. Thank you, Lou, for coming on, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. I hope everyone has been surviving this scorching weather here in Sydney. As we speak, it's 33 degrees, an aircon day. It's pretty wild that this is happening in September. Just an update. The Becoming Online community called The Village is now open to the public. We're building a positive, supportive corner of the internet where you can connect with other listeners of this show. If you'd like to join, there's a link in my Instagram bio. Come and say hi. And my little challenge is if you come into The Village, share a podcast episode or a book or a piece of content that you've really connected with lately, it's a great way to show people what you're about and you know, kickstart a little bit of a, a chat in the village. As always, I'd love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode. So jump across to Insta, comment on a reel and help me spread the word. Until next time, thank you for listening. Have a great week. I hope you're smashing it and I'll chat to you soon.